A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Hi, I'm John McEnroe, and you're listening to the Tennis Podcast. Hello, Tennis Podcast listeners. It is morning time here in New York on Tuesday. It's 8.43 a.m. Catherine, where you are, it's, what is it, 1.43 p.m. in England? 1.43 p.m., yeah. correct. Yeah, this is a bit of an impromptu 10-minute podcast. I have no idea what we're going to talk about. We've got no agenda. We're just going to talk tennis because we're into the second week of the U.S. Open. We're ridiculously excited about the prospect of the matches to come, aren't we, Catherine? So what we did is we thought we'd get on the air and have a chat about it. Catherine, how are you doing? I'm very well, thanks. I think it's this is a very brave move for us to do the, to, to stick our heads above the parapets because our predictions this time around have been well, certainly from my perspective, humiliating. Uh, the 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 worst the worst ever, and that really is saying something for me. Can, can we remind everybody <laughs> what they were for anybody who didn't have uh, didn't listen to the the previous podcast, or like me has forgotten, or perhaps deliberately forgotten. selective memory, isn't it? Um, Go on, what what happened? Oh crikey! I know that I my predicted semi-finalist in the women's were Kvitova, uh-uh, uh, Serena, uh, Sharapova, and I think my fourth was Radvanska. Oh, well done, so, Catherine. Um, That's really good, that. Very, yeah, very good. One of yeah. those is remaining. One. Yes, just just the one for me. But she's a good one. If you, <laughs> she's a good one. She is, And in, yeah. in the men's, I think it was Federer, Czech, Thank you, Roger. Uh, Djokovic, Czech. Uh, Raonic, moving on. Why didn't we record this yesterday? That would have been less embarrassing. Uh, and who was my fourth? Uh, who was my fourth? Oh, yeah. good God, it was Bernard Tomic. So oh, yes! Moving, moving on. <laughs> moving on. I think yours were Kvitova... Sharapova. Uh, didn't you say Sloan Stevens? Now she oh, went out no. first round, David. Oh, no. So uh, did, let's dwell on that just for no, a moment. Hold on. There. She went out second round. Don't don't diss Sloan. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, that that changes everything. Yeah. Um, 
And for once, you didn't pick Wozniacki, David. You've been backing her all this time. I I do still get that residual credit, though, as we've discussed in the past. because We've discussed, quote, the minute amount of credit you will receive uh, if she reaches the final. Tennis soothsayer. I knew it was coming, Catherine. I knew it was coming. So you've mastered this art of of the vague prediction, which I think is something I need to embrace. You sort of vaguely predict that Wozniacki will at some point reach a Grand Slam final again. And you vaguely predict that Roger Federer will take our breath away one more time. I think I nail my colours to the mask too much and try, try to give the tennis podcast listeners the entertainment they deserve, whereas you... Well, I've certainly had that. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just a con- Oh, I've been a, watching them tumbling out as the days have gone by. It feels like a big practical joke. Well, you know, if you will if you will go on the record, Catherine, you know, if you I will know. record but these But do you know what? I wouldn't shows. change a thing because it's been mighty exciting, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's been a brilliant US Open so far. Let's have a look at a, a few of the headlines so far throughout the tournament. I mean, Belinda Bencic is still going. Who would have thought that? What a wonderful and story. She's sh- and a decent quarter-final draw as well. Yeah. If you told Belinda Bencic she'd be playing uh, Peng Shui in the quarter-finals this fortnight, I think she would have uh, collapsed with glee. I mean, you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but really, A, that is winnable, and B, a semi-final is not... It's not Serena Williams she'd be playing, is it, in the no. semis? So, you know, she could go to the final. It is not impossible. The way she approaches things, you know, you... And I mean, I think we we look at that now as a real shock, A, because she is so young, 17, and B, because she doesn't have the sort of form that that other teenagers have had in the past, although we've always known she we've known for a, a while she's coming up. But I think this has taken us a little by surprise. But it's not like when Hingis was doing it at 16 and and everybody knew teenagers did that. People assumed that they don't do this anymore. No, well, you look at the um, how much coverage, and rightly so, there was of Cece Bellis last week, because it's just extraordinary these days in the way that tennis has moved on that a 15-year-old can make any kind of mark, really. And obviously, Benchich is a couple of years older than that, but but still, 17 is, is remarkably young, really, um, to be making this kind of run. I mean, and, and she's not long transitioned since the juniors either. This is her first year of playing any senior tennis. She was junior world champion last year I think um interestingly um in the live at Wimbledon studio um earlier this year I remember Belinda Bencic I think she reached third round at Wimbledon didn't she um and she was playing out on court 18 which was directly behind the live at Wimbledon studio and I pointed her out to Mats Volander I was sat with Mats Volander at the time and I pointed her out and he turned around and okay this is only on the basis of having watched a few points but he wasn't particularly impressed technique-wise. Um, he he said he said he could see some some flaws in her technique, which could cause her problems. Now, obviously, technically, um, that's far beyond my level of expertise. Max Philander can see things that um, your average layperson. Uh, wouldn't be able to see but uh, it's obviously not causing her problems at the moment but that's something that sticks in my mind in terms of you know whether she will go on and become a future world number one grand slam champion but I think it will be a Bencic Wozniacki semi um, and I do think I do think Wozniacki is going to reach the final here um, you and think I think that Wozniacki is going to reach the final here yes I think a Bencic Wozniacki semi 
and a it'll be a Serena Wozniacki final and an eventual Serena win. That's what I think. Okay. There you have it. Um, well, I think I'd probably go with the same, really. I, I have a sneaky feeling for Caroline Wozniacki. Just she looks she's in such good good nick at the moment. I, I think she might she might win it all. But anyway, really? we shall see. We shall what, see. What do you what do you make of her training for the New York Marathon? This is something we haven't discussed. Well, I mean, I I was I think taken it's aback on, on the on the on the sort of face yeah. of things. I think it's utter madness. But but at the same time, I think it's um, I think it's working for her. So you know, I think you know, there's not many people that could pull that off, to be quite honest. But I think she um, she is pulling it off. Now we, we got, we've already decided we're going to get the Federer Dimitrov uh, oh, match next up, aren't we? Uh, the, the, I, I'm I'm a bit disappointed by the scheduling, actually. That that uh, that Dimitrov Monfils is not the night match tonight. I, I think it should be. I mean, I know Federer was scheduled in the day the other day, and it just became a night match. It was kind of one of those things, but. A, I think it's it's the better match, Dimitrov Monfils. I think Agreed. the crowd would absolutely love that at night. It would be the perfect match. Federer against Batistro. Good, he's a good player, the Spaniard. But if Federer's on his game, it's it's basically going to be a relatively straightforward night for him. I couldn't agree more, David. Especially, I mean, as standalone matches, I think it should be Dimitrov Monfils. That's got night session written all over it to me but also given what happened two days ago with the weather and Federer ending up on the night session Dimitrov not having played night session up until now and you'd have to think next round providing they make it through Federer Dimitrov will be a night session Arthur Ashe match I think from a fairness point of view and from a crowd uh, crowd pleasing point of view uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me in all honesty Um, I'm really I'm with you there Mm. Well, the the truth is, I think they they do tend to prioritise names over matchups. That's just how it works over here. Um, so you know, I mean, you can you can never not enjoy Roger Federer being on the order of play. Uh, that that is one one truth. So what do we think when when Dimitrov? Uh, you, you you see him getting past Monfils? I certainly do. I do. I do see him getting past Monfils. Yeah, bit, um, and, bit, I, bit and I don't see Monfils. Yes, yeah. Well, I, I have to say, I didn't start watching until after that six love first set, so I have no idea what was happening there. Were you watching? Goffin was playing out of his tree. Really, he was. He was just hitting it so hard, and and I mean, Dimitrov looked as though he looked as though he'd come out, um, and the humidity he wasn't quite ready for it, and it looked as right. though he couldn't quite get a, a grip of the racket, um, as though it was slipping in his hand. So. Uh, he'd got no feel at all. Uh, Goffin was playing fabulously. So, um, but you know, it was it was very similar to the the Dolgopolov match at Wimbledon, where yeah. he's just taken everything this kid's got to offer, and he still managed to squeeze through, which I always think is one of the most important wins for a player like like Dimitrov, who has natural gifts but has to be able to find a way when it's not all flowing to still win. And that you know, we saw that with um, Kyrgios the other night. He he hasn't worked that bit out yet. I mean, he he was absolutely sensational for a set and a half against Robredo, but lost, and um, and that's just something that he'll have to learn. He will, though, won't he? He will, and he's uh, he's got several years on on Dimitrov, and yeah, uh, I think it's so. hard not to see him 
being a, a Grand Slam champion of the future. Yeah, no, I, th- I think I think there's definitely every chance. Um, in the other section there, uh, Berditch against Team. Team is an exciting how, player. How have we not talked about before. Team for a while? He oh, was your man. He was your man. Fantastic, isn't he? I love Team. Yeah. He's brilliant. And, it, and he's, he's, he's got a chance here, I reckon. Yeah, I think not, he's not a big a, chance, but he's certainly got a chance, don't you think? Little bit, little bit wet behind the ears, I think. To be yeah, it's it, it's it's probably a bridge too far. I agree, but uh, I think he could make a match of it. Certainly, I mean, it was a very convincing win over Feliciano Lopez in the previous round, and uh, Feliciano Lopez is about as experienced as they come, isn't he? So um, we're on cliche fire here. Wet behind the ears, bridge too far. Uh, Marin Cilic against um, Gilles Simon. So what we got? We're going to have Berdich through. Uh, I think Cilic will beat Simon. Uh, I think Dimitrov will beat Monfils. Federer will beat Batistra. Federer against Dimitrov. Oh my goodness. <sighs> I'm salivating, still, David. I'm salivating. Still so, still so sort of tempting to go Dimitrov, but I think Federer's going to do I agree. So tempting, but just not quite. Uh, honestly, no. I've been in a state of anticipation since the draw came out. If that match doesn't happen, um, I don't... You're going to ask for your money uh, back. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll collapse, in a, I'll collapse in a heap. Okay. <laughs> Whitaker-sized heap. Okay. Um, so, really... It's pretty much as we thought at the start, isn't it? Because not that much has changed in the in the men's draw. Um, Djokovic Murray, then, what do we think? Let's just see what our tennis podcast listeners have said because I've uh, I've just put out an impromptu invitation for them to tell us exactly what's going to happen in the world, and uh, they have come back with. Uh, here we go. Let's have a look. Serena, Serena Williams news says Novak in four. And Roger in four against uh, Dimitrov. Uh, Tree mm-hmm. says that if Murray beats Djokovic, he'll win the tournament. Oh, what do you think about that? Uh, I, I, yeah, very possible. I think if oh, if Murray beats Djokovic, he wins the tournament. Certainly not an outlandish prediction because for me, the biggest the biggest stumbling block for Murray is is Djokovic and I don't see him winning that match unfortunately I see him playing well I just don't see him winning it okay uh we have Tom Moore who says Federer will school the apprentice in straight sets Mm. Uh, and Murray will win in five sets off the back of the song of victory five sets my goodness I have to say he was starting to look like his old self yesterday I thought. Um, I mean, he, I thought that was a fantastic win for him against Songer. He really had to dig in, and he was aggressive again. It was like watching Murray of old to me. That was. I agree. I don't disagree. I I, I liked everything that I saw against Murray last night. He, you're right. He was aggressive. He was taking his chances at the right moments. Uh, he was stepping up into the court, but um, and I had a bit of a, a post mortem with with my brother, a chat. Uh, about the match afterwards. And Songa's game, I mean, Songa's game is almost tailor-made to make Murray's game look good. Do you know what I mean? He gives him just enough, makes it just difficult enough for him for for Murray to show bursts of genius. But there are rallies where the likes of Djokovic would have just finished the point earlier and, and hit the line with something. Do you know what I mean? It's ju- He gives him just enough, gives him just enough pace, just enough flair to allow Murray to show his his skill 
um, and his strength. But they're they're points that a Djokovic would have finished off several several uh, shots earlier. Do you know what I mean? Mm, I, I know what you mean, but I still think that that type of tennis uh, would give Murray a real chance against Djokovic. As good, I as- agree. His best chance is playing that type of tennis, no doubt. I mean, that that is the type of tennis that has won Murray two Grand Slams and an Olympic medal. I mean, it's not it's not rocket for science, science for Murray. I know his instinct is to go with the variety, but it's not rocket science for him. That is how he has to play to win titles. You know what? He plays like that when he's almost like a a, 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 a lion that has been backed into a corner and, and suddenly attacks and... I've seen him do this against Nadal over the years, hasn't he? Because because he knows that against Nadal, slicing and dicing and rallying from the baseline is not going not to work. work. He's got to take it, the play away from him if he's going to have any chance. And I think that he will come out against Djokovic knowing that he won't he won't mess around. He'll he'll go for it tomorrow. Well, I, I certainly I certainly see it being a close match. I am picking Djokovic to win it. Narrowly, I'm, I'm picking Murray. Are you? Right, this is interesting, then, isn't it? That yeah. definitely means Murray's going to win because I've picked Djokovic. Yeah, I've that's, gone completely that's how against things seem to work. Start the tournament. You know, I hate it when people go, and I heard it about ten minutes ago from someone else. Well, I picked Djokovic at the start, so I'd better stick with him. No, things can change no. in the course of a tournament. I've seen enough from Andy Murray. That's like me saying, "Well, I picked Tomic at the start, so I'm going to stick with it." You know. Things happen. Well, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna nail that to the mast. <laughs> okay. I didn't pick him to win the thing for anyone that wasn't listening to the last one. And I did not injured. pick him I to win. We've got to we've got to give yeah. you the benefit of the doubt. Thank it's you. not like he played rubbish. He just got horribly injured and he couldn't play. So, hey, and it yeah. has been a tournament for surprises. It has. You know, yeah, you, if you, I'd you, picked Belinda Bencic. You'd have had the same reaction as with Bernard Tomic, you know. Things happen. Well, maybe you would have no, done. I'm not sure. I'll, I think you know. Benefit of the doubt. We'll we'll let you off. Thanks, we'll David. Off Appreciate now. that. Okay, so you throw me a bone. I'm saying Murray comes through. I'm saying Vavrinka beats Nishikori. I'm saying Murray beats Vavrinka, and I'm saying Murray Fed final. Murray Fed final. Who and, to win? Oh dear. I'm going. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm thinking there. I think I have to come back to you. I'll do that in my pre-final pod- podcast, all right? Oh, you are kidding me! <laughs> what was I saying about the art of the vague prediction, listeners? Yes, well, you know, <laughs> always keep them wanting more, Catherine Whitaker. <laughs> I think we'll leave it there. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. <laughs> ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com